So today's daf is daf yud gimel, and we finished last year by going over the daf with with this following statement: "Says Amar Reb Zira, Amar B'Shem Reb Yochanan, Im Pata Halacha Taki Yancha. If a particular halacha comes to your hand by way of Mishnahs, Vein Ata Ata Ati Yodah Yodah Mativa, and you don't really understand the logic of it, Altif Lagen Ladavar Acher. Don't reject it so quickly. Shrei Kama Halachot Nimol L'Moshe Misenah B'Kolam Mishkov Mishnah, because many many halachas were given halacha L'Moshe Misenah, and they're inside the Mishnah." And really, when I went over the daf, I should have probably done an extra line because Amar Rav Avin, Rav Avin says now, Ve'yot, that is indeed true. Why? This case of Shnei Menechitin. Um, in other words, we said that, that if it's two Menechitin, depends on if the manner in which you harvest it, whether they're considered two different minim or not, meaning we'd have to live a pair for each independently or they can be one pair for both. He says, well, it's not the fact that Nachum came, if you refer, <coughs> if you, sorry, if you remember, it was Nachan Halablar in the Mishnah, came and said, this is actually Halakha L'moshim Senai, was a Vanofa Nachum, who perished on and told us it was a Halakha L'moshim Senai, Klum Yodim Hayinu, would have we known? Meaning, um, in other words, it was only because the Eidu did we know that it was Halakha L'moshim Senai, and um, had, had, he, had he not provided this Eidu, um, we wouldn't have known this, but clearly it was Halakha Moshe Messinei, and that so the Gemara text is a proof that there are many other Halakha Moshe Messinei, all sort of hidden throughout the Mishnayos, um, even if it's not explicitly stated. So, fine. That really finishes off yesterday's, oh, last year. Rabbi Zir B'Shem says, he quotes the following passage. This is from Hoshea. It says, Echtov lo rubei I write many of my teachings, zar nechshavu, but they've been considered like zar. Zar is alien or foreign. So what's his, what's he do with this pasuk? What's rubei torati? Says v'chi rubei shel Torah nichtava. Is a majority of the Torah actually written down? No, we also have what's called the Rosh Ella merubim hem hadbrim hanidrashim min aktav min hadbrim hanidrashim beper. That there are more things that are being dorish from min than that which min min What's this mean? Um, meaning, uh, where was it? Um, in other words. It, the Gemara is going to question that immediately. They say, Vecheini, is, is that really the case? You know, the Havaminer is that which we adore, so what we learn from Yachtav itself is greater than the world of Torah Shabbat. But we know that's not necessarily the case because we know, as the Mishnah says, it says, you know, like there are many areas that are Kisara Harim Tulum Besaira or Keporchim Be'avir and all these other Xerot and Takanot Midarabanan that are Sonchim, that are Smachtas and the like. So it doesn't seem to make sense to say that they're Murubim Hadorshim and Achtav. That are Dorish from the exact from Sukim. Ella what? Ella Kaini rather say as follows. The what Khavim Hem had Varim Handrishim. Now the gears that we have the we have in front of us pair. But Reb Chaim says to make it consider the Pasuk, it seems to he changes it. The Minaktabinavim Minapir. Meaning those things that are Dorish using the Yudgemul Midot, um, straight out of the uh, straight from the Ktuv himself, they are Khavivim. They are more dear, if you like. Than those things that are not minapeh, meaning shalbapeh, they're not that hinted in. They don't seem to be hinted from the Torah directly. Okay, that's what it seems to see. see, see that's how he seems to understand the passage when it says, "Echtov lecha rubei torati," that I've written most of my Torah. Not that most of it's been written down or even dorish from from that which is explicitly written down, but rather rubei, meaning not in abundance, but in terms of chashivas for Kadosh Baruch However, Rabbi Yehuda ben Pazi gives a different shot. He says, "Omer echtov lo rubei torati." What does it mean? I've wrote down most of my teaching. These are the these are the rebukes. 
בתוכחות. אפילו כן ננלס כמו לא זר נחשבו. Um, which means as follows. Now, this is a way, I think Rashi on, on, on the Pasuk explains it as follows. Despite the fact that Mbanda Tochachot, no, 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 in Torah Shpichtav, and also in the Nevi'im, and also through the Nevi'im as well, so we have Tochachot written everywhere, nonetheless, it seemed to be alien to them. Meaning it didn't seem to impact on Israel in that situation, meaning they continued to sin, they continued to do the wrong thing. Um, uh, I'll show you, was it Reb Chaim here? No, he says, um, in other words, yeah, nonetheless, the, the, the words of my Torah seem to be so foreign. However, if you don't want to dorish ligna, you can dorish at the shvacht, if you like. Because the Pnei Moshe says, says, meaning they use these tochachot as being strange to them. Why? Because nonetheless, they want to worship the Kodesh They're not motivated by this tochachot. They still love it. Am Yisrael still love Kodesh love Hashem, and they'll do it mihava. They don't need all these tochachot. Like, why are you even telling me this? Um, it's like you sit a, sit a kid down and say, eat this chocolate or I'll give you a punishment. It's like, what are you talking about? I'll eat it anyway. Right? Don't need that much incentive. Or, or, or deterrent. Okay. That's the Pnei Moshe's Dorosh Lishva. Um, fine. So, Amar Avemi, Ilu Lei Katati Lecharu Bei Torati, Loka Mozar Nechshavu, Had I not given you Torah Shabal Peh, then you'd be considered like, you'd be against like all the Lazar, like all the Motolam. Why? Ma Bein Eilu Lomot? What difference would there be between the Motolam? Eilu Motzim Tzafrem, Velim Tzafrem, each pull out their books, each of them pull out their klafen. In other words, it seems to be that both, are, in other words, both, um, both us and them, there'll be no difference us and other nations because we each got our books. However, Reb Chaimek says, that the other nations, they also have access to the Bible and they claim it's theirs. And if we didn't have Torah Shabbat there there'd not be nothing to differentiate. You've got the book, we've got the book. What difference is it between us? So therefore, it says, Hashem says, I've also given this tradition, Torah Shabbat Peh, in which to understand the Torah, that would make you distinct from the other, from the other nations. Okay. Reb Chai B'Shem Rabbi Shmos Nachman. Nemo Devim Shabbat Peh, Nemo Shabbat Both Torah Shabbat Peh and we have Torah Shabbat Peh. Ain Ani Yodim Eitzah Mehen Chavi. We don't know which is more dear. Because it says in the Passover, because on the pidvarim, on the mouth, meaning that I formed this covenant with Bnei Israel, um, that's the end of the Passover. This is in, in, in Sefer Shemot. Therefore, I understand the Torah Shabbat Peh is more chavi, more dear. So Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yud, and Rabbi Shimon says, follow. Chadamar, im shamarta ma b'shabat peh b'shamarta ma shabichtav, ani kretit chavrit. If you keep both Torah Shabbat and the Torah Shabbat, then I'll form, like, form, form a brit with you. Vim lav, if not, any kretit chavrit. Now, why is this important? Because the beginning, I'll read the whole passage. Kevin Hassan, the whole passage says, Vayomra Hashem ha Moshe, sorry, ktav l'chat atvrim ha'ele, ki al pi atvrim ha'ele, kretit chavrit. So you got ktav and pi. So the Brit with with the Am Yisrael and the Baruch was formed both on Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat Peh. The Haran and the other one, in other words, it was Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Yehuda, sorry, Yudan ben Shimon. So one said it was the Brit was formed on both, and the other says Im Shemarta Mashav Peh Bekamte Mashav Katab. If you fill both Torah Shabbat and Shabbat Peh, then Mekabel Schar, then you receive reward. Bim Lav Yatam Mekabel Schar. Otherwise, you will not receive reward. Okay. In other words, we need it's a whole package. Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi's Amar Lahem. It says Va'aleim. And now we have to again appreciate the pasuk. The pasuk says, "V'yitena Hashem elai etchnei aduchot havanim 
כתובים באצבע אלוקים, ועליהם, it says, ועליהם ככל הדברים. There's a lot of superfluous, there's three ריבויים in the pasuk. It could have said כל, and it says ככל, it could have said דברים, and הדברים. So, so what's that מרבה? It's מרבה מקרא משנה תלמוד הנגדה. So if we're learning Talmud, what does it mean by Talmud? What it, Talmud, generally when you learn the Gemara and it says Talmud, it means the Ta'amim behind the Mishnayas. Right? Tama Mishnah of Yeshua had a correlate and, and, um, and uh, Miyasha, the various Mishnayas. And Agada, the way the, um, the rest really means, he understands that, talking about Bereshit Rabbah, Vikrabra, Tankuma, Sikta, etc. So, and, and not only that, but Afilu Masha Talmud Batika Tidla Rot, or the, the Gears of the Grais, Lechadesh, even what a Talmud Batik in the future was going to Mechadesh, Lifnei Rabo, we say Kfar, and Batik can be the Latin of Anna, according to one understanding. That means that was also given to Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu also knew about it, Har Sinai. That's also a Gemara in Bavli, in Megillah. In other words, and they say, Ma'i, who? what is that? That's, that's uh, that they say, this is like the Megillah. The Megillah was master of the Talmud Mechadesh in the future. Moshe Rabbeinu already knew about it, Har Sinai. That's the thing. Umatam, what's the reason? It says, now, and it says, Yesh davar shiomar ra'azelech. I'll read the whole pasuk. It says, Yesh davar shiomar re'ezech hadash. See, this is new. Hu kfar hayalu olamim, but it's already been around forever. Asher hayab l'ilfanenu. That's, uh, that, was already, that was already before us. That's, that's from Kohelet. Now, it seems to be contradicting itself, the pasuk itself. It says hadash, but it's also mean it's hayalu olamim. So therefore, the Gemara splits this up. It says, if someone says, look at the Chiddush of this man, Meshivo Chavero, his friend responds to him, the Omer, and says, Merlo, Kvar Hayalu Alamim. This thing you think is a Chiddush, already it was given to Moshe Rabbeinu, Harsina, Moshe Rabbeinu was already aware of your Chiddush. Okay. Rabbi Zir B'Shem Shmuel says, Ein lamidim min halachot min agadot min atosot. Tosot means like tosefdaot. Meaning you cannot learn from halach Moshe Nesina, you cannot derive halachas from it, you cannot learn from agadot, you cannot sever, you cannot learn from Talmud. Once you've done being Dorish timer of the old Mishnah, that's when you can drive halach. Is that really true? We, the, what we learn halacha Moshe Sinai about two menechitim that, that the way you harvest it will depend on the, the, it is, is critical to whether it's defined as two minim from peah or not. It doesn't matter if it's chita, it could be also be sora. Two subspecies of barley would also have the same bit. Ah, you see that you're doresh, you are learning, you're deriving halachot from something halacha Moshe Sinai. Halacha Moshe Sinai seemed to only be what? Only made sense to be chitim. That was the, that's what we're, the Nachum was testified, but unless you can direct from one from the other. So, no, that was really the halacha Moshe Messina, that was what, that also, that it was any meaning, not just chitim, shnei minim chitim, shnei minisori. One second, hatanina, we're going to learn later in the Mishnah. If someone, with respect to his onions, he starts cutting and harvesting, taking away the, uh, the, 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 the moist ones to sell in the marketplace. And the dry ones, he's going to separate and, and, and not to sell to the market, but he wants to harvest them separately to keep the storage. There, that din is also considered shtei minit. And therefore, you'd also have to leave two payah. Where do we learn the halacha from? We derive that from the halacha l'moshim asinah, v'shtei chitim. And this is such a, when you can't say that's a part of the halacha l'moshim asinah, because you can, that they shachachuha. You can say shach, according to Marfuldi, you can say shachachuha from wheat to barley. Right, because it's really the same thing. But this is such a mechadish halacha, such a such a new idea that uh, that the, the manner in which I harvest it for sale or not, even though it's the same min based on how moist it is, you can't say that they were shach, that was part of the halacha and shachachua. 
it seems it seems to be something that's derived from the principle Alakamashina. So you see here that what you can derive also halacha, once you've got a principle based halacha moshimesinai, you can use that to derive other halachas like they did, like the Mishnah did itself. Okay. Um, okay. So Rabbi Chaninya b'Shem Rabbi says, "Ein l'minim hamin ha'horaya." You can't learn from a horaya, meaning um, with a, a um, in other words, a horaash or hora rabbo. This the the, the rush. Uh, Cerulio brings cases where it says Hora Rebika Rebi Yochanan Merubruka, Hora so-and-so, like someone taught halachas like a particular tana in a particular situation. Now, the question is, it might not be actually telling you halacha. You may have taught in that particular incidence, it is in concert with that opinion, but for other reasons that you didn't, that you didn't appreciate, not that halachas like that other, like, like that tana. So therefore, the fact that he was more in a particular case, like what appears to be one of the Tanaim, doesn't mean Allah is not like him in all situations. You cannot derive from that. And we've seen this. We've seen it in cases in Bavli, which says, ah, oh, no, it, it, it's like, you think he was passing like that? No, it was only because some other reason it doesn't really hold like him. There are many cases in Bavli we've seen this. I'm sure we've seen in Dathiyomi. So you can't learn from Moriah. Similarly, you can't learn from an incident. The Maisa meaning you see, um right uh you see your rab doing something acting a particular way don't necessarily think you understand all the spheres behind what he's doing to paskan halacha from it okay it's like um you have this problem with shayla so and so paskan for me that i you know you know that this is kosher this is whatever and sometimes you don't understand and, and the friend says oh so therefore it's fine for me and they don't understand what's the rationale why he passed in the conversation for this particular person regarding you don't know all the parameters around the, uh, on the case. So you can't learn from in a maisa. So Amar Le Rabmana had a detain from Hauda Sabar Abar. In other words, according to the 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 um the Rukhain says, this really what what's the difference Sabar and Lo Sabar? I Meaning if the individual is not a Tamakacha, I mean doesn't understand as far as behind situations, then fine, you can't dorish mina maisa. But if a if a person is about Mamash Tabakacha, is able to digest all everything that was happening and all this halachas behind it, then he can actually mashma something from a maisa. That's one way of understanding it. Um, however, the Marafulda actually says that savar and lo savar means that the maisa itself is a negative svara or against svara. I mean, if the maisa itself makes sense what the person, what the rabbi's doing, then you can dorish it. However, it seems to go counter to logic. Don't be too quick to pass him like that, like what he's doing, because you might not understand what the parameters, are, what, what's what's going on behind the behind, behind the case. Okay. So Amalei Bain Sabar, however, Amalei Bain Sabar Bain Lo Sabar Bahau de Pali, the Pligan. For Amahu de Lo Plagi Bain Sabar Bain Lo Sabar. He says, Amalei, the response was, look, I don't care, but in Sabar and Lo Sabar, which way you want to explain it. If it's a, a situation where there's a machloket, right, and he seems to be, act, you see him acting according to one shita. Doesn't matter for sabar law sabar. You, you can't draw any assumptions because you don't know the parameters. What's happening behind the case? I don't care, I don't care if tamachacham or not. However, if this is something that seems to, doesn't seem to be a matter of machloket, then you see him practicing like it. Then obviously there's no problem because there's no uh, room for flaw. That's the way that that was the response. Um, okay, let's get it. Next, next Mishnah. So So this is a situation where we have, a, we mentioned this in the recent year, that what, that a field that was actually cut down by Goyim, we'll explain what that means soon, I think Mara's going to explain, also Shekatsu or Listim or bandits, even Jewish bandits or thieves, we'll talk about that as well in the Gemara, 
that meaning the ants came and they nibbled at the base and it seemed to harvest a massive area. And there are documented cases of exactly that exact thing. Um, and Shabbatah wind broke it down. Or Behemah, an animal came and knocked it all over. We say Ptura. Why is that Ptura? Because it's not Ktsir Chem. You didn't do the harvesting. Because it's the Ktsir. In other words, if you don't do the harvesting and a wind just blows the whole field down, you don't have to worry about you didn't do any Ktsir, you didn't do Ktsir Chem, you didn't do any harvesting. So therefore, the Chib of Peh doesn't rest on you. It's only if you do the Ktsir. So we'll discuss this in a moment. We're going to really refine this carefully when we, um, when we learn the Gemara. Okay? What happened? Katsar Ketsya Vekatsura listing. What if you cut half and, and thieves cut the other half? Um, we say Ptura. They finished it. Why? Shechovata Ketsira Vekamal. We're going to discuss this as well. In other words, since you didn't finish off the field, we'll discuss it. Since you didn't finish off the field, um, therefore, then, and, and it was meant to leave the Peah Miyamiyakama, therefore, and somebody else did the, these listing, therefore, you don't have to leave Peah. Ah, what about one second? If you had cut the whole thing yourself, you'd have to leave it. You'd have to take it from the Omarim, the already harvested stuff. We'll discuss that in the Gemara. So, Katsura listing Chetia, the Katsar Chetia, not Tami Masha Katsar. What if listing cut half and then you cut the remainder? Then you would leave Peah from that which remained. Okay, because the first half was in a chiv, you started cutting, got a chiv, you leave in the chiv in the second half. Katzer chetzi or machar chetzi, what if you cut half and then sold your field with the half remaining? Halokeach no ten perlakol, the lokeach has to leave pair for the whole thing. Now, to be, you have to be careful here because what it, it's not that the, 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 the purchase is chayev, you were chayev to leave pair at the very beginning when you started cutting the field. Therefore, the pair that is chayev that has to be separate in the field was not part of the sale. Right, you had no right to sell the chelik of the aniim, so that's why the purchaser must leave payer because it's not really his to take anyway. Okay, um, that's that's where you meant to uh, understand it. Um, fine, we'll discuss it as well. I think. What if you cut half and then hectic and you makish half? Then hapodeh, the person who's poder minagizbar. Let's say someone else comes after and redeems it from hektish. With, and and, and uh, Gizbar didn't cut anything. He just left it as it is. Then he'd have to leave Peya on the whole thing, much like someone who purchased a half-harvested field. Okay, let's look at Gemara. Gemara says as follows. What we're talking about here, when we say the Nochrim came to cut the field, the Goyim, that was only if they harvested from themselves, for themselves. Right? That's because it's not wasn't Ketirchem. About in Katsurul Israel, if you just happen to hire non-Jewish workers to harvest your field, no, then it's Chayavet. Then you'd be Chayavet. It's your field. You just happen to hire non-Jewish workers. What difference is it make? And they're doing it for you. And the proof is what? Detani can. We learn this in a brighter. That's exactly the case. Um, because, in, because it says, in Sochim Poling going, you shouldn't hire non-Jewish workers when you're harvesting a field. Why? Also, some people have Leket Shechem Peah. Why? You have to remember when it comes to leket, if if um, if two fall, you can take it. The, the leket is again; those are these those ears that simply fall during harvest. You're cutting a couple of fall. If one or two fall, you can take it. If three fall, you got to leave it. Okay. Um, so this distinction and all these halachas are not so careful with these laws. They might end up taking everything. So therefore, um, sorry, it's the other way around. Sorry, one or two, you leave. Uh, obviously, I've got a. Uh, we'll learn that. I can't remember which way around it is. I just had a blank. But anyway, but the point is, as you can see, I'm, I'm not clear on it, but um, the, uh, the, the, the since they're not clear on this, you're not meant to use it. Mashma what? The fact that they're cutting it, the fact that they're cutting it, 
doesn't exempt you from the from the chi of leaving So therefore, we see that when the Mishnah says katsura goyim, it doesn't mean the fact since a goy is cutting it, it's like a you know um, that he's doing the meiser. It's part no. It's because he's katsura latzmo. He's come to the field and cut it for himself, and it's not. But if he was your worker, it wouldn't make a difference if it's a goy or yeah. Okay. Let's continue. Manita, next case, what about of the listim? It says, here we're talking about listim Israel. That's the Katsrula Abda. That's if the person's coming in a destructive fashion, these listim. They're coming through and they're smashing through the field. You can imagine they're driving through with their tractors or something and just destroying the whole field. Or, or, or they're, I don't know, they're combine harvested, but to, to get away from the police or something like that. In other words, they were, they weren't, they were doing it to destroy. They weren't doing it to harvest. About im Katsrula Shalola Abda, if they were cutting it for themselves, then be Chayyab. Why? Now, we have to read Rav Chaim, he says, because Chayavet, the list in Israel, I read first with the Israel, but now the Balabai lochem achayiv, granted the Balabai is not chayiv to live payah. However, the list in, once they cut, who owns the wheat? They've cut it, they own it themselves. They, were got, they, 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 they stole it. So therefore, it's like them cutting their own field according to this first shita. So therefore, the chayiv of payah rested on them. So the field is chayiv and payah. Okay, I'll read it. It says, through cutting, they've taken it from themselves. So therefore, when they left it for the Balabite, even if they cut the whole field, the Balabite would have to leave some, and they left it all behind. They were cutting for themselves and then ran off, for example. And since, since they cut it for themselves, um, and they're chayv, and they're, whatever they cut, basically they were kone through in this act of Geneva, uh, Oxela. And therefore, um, so anything left over, the, the Balabai would have to leave, take some from the Omarim, from that which was cut and leave it to Dani. However, Amr Abishai says, you got it wrong. Amr Abishai Barshini. Even if you say they're cutting themselves, still Ptura, why? He says, you've got it wrong. Granted, once they've cut it, those, those, uh, that, that, that the, the ears or the, the wheat that they've cut belongs to them, but prior to cutting it, the land still belongs to the Balabait. They can't be chayv and pay others listing. Why? The chayv of pay is to leave some standing wheat in your field. And the field doesn't belong to them. So you can't say they have a chiyuv of payah for the bits they've cut because as they were cutting one still mechubar, it doesn't belong to them. So therefore, the Olavashai Bashimi Zul. Okay, don't worry, that, that's, that's something else. I'm not really confused with. Okay. Okay. Venakarka Nigzal. So in other words, if you've got this in Israel, even if they cover the whole field and the Balab and they happen to run off and leave it all behind, we say the Balabite wouldn't have to leave payah because the Ketzira was done by someone else and it wasn't Ketzirchem. And the Ksira, even though they were doing Ksira and effectively, if you like, through stealing or owning it, at that time, the Eretz didn't belong to them. And so therefore, they weren't Chayib and Peah. So, because granted, they did other, other Vera, but there wasn't Peah. Okay. So now we explain it. We explain it as follows. We explain why the, 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 now the Gemara, if you like, fleshes this out. Um, okay. It says, so what do we mafarish here? It says it says Balafarash Rabhaim says the reason why the Katsar Khetzia Bakatsura listim katsura. Why is it if I start a cut cutting the field, I've done half the field, and then listim come and cut the rest? Remember, when I've started cutting the field, I've got a heel of a pair, right? 
it happens to be that list didn't come and clean off the whole rest of the field. Why, why suddenly I don't have to separate payout? Why shouldn't I separate Mina Umarim? If I cut the whole field myself, I'd have to separate from the, that, the, the already cut wheat. So why is it if the list didn't finish off the field that I don't have to? So he said, because you generally your mafbish kama ala kama, umina kama ala katsir. Because the payah has to be left from hakama, that which is standing. The enu mafrish, you don't separate mina katsir, lo ala katsir, kama. And you don't separate from the katsir, that which is hafzir, on the katsir, vala kama. But what about the fact if I cut the whole field, I'd have to leave? Now, watch, this is such a critical point. This is, I'm reading you now from the Mara Fulda. And you probably have it in front of you. Um, um, it says, in the middle of it. Sorry, and that which we say, if we that which we said that if someone cut the whole field, then he has to take it from leave payah or remove payah from that which was cut. That's if he finished the field. Right, and the fact that it was cut by the people that's like Nemalim cut the whole thing the Balam Turim, um, so Hakanami Turim, so to the Turim. In other words, it's very interesting. There's a very interesting Hakira in the Chasni the, Chesto the, the that he brings. Um, he says, What is it? Why is it do I have to leave from Omaria? Is it, you know, what's the chiyuv of someone to leave from the already cut wheat if the whole wheat has been cut down? Is it because as soon as I harvest the field, there's a chiyuv of payah hanging on this entire field? And if I didn't leave it from the field, I have to leave from, from, from that which was cut. Or is it that leaving payer from that which was cut is a tikkun for being over on the veil of cleaning off my field? Okay? So this sugya seems to be supporting the second way of understanding it. Meaning if the, if the rest of the field was cut by somebody else, I don't have a chiyob to leave it from, from, from the, that which was really cut because I didn't, I didn't do the veil of cleaning off the rest of the field. I don't therefore need the tikkun of leaving pay from Marim, so therefore there's no chiyob on the Marim. Okay, you hear, you hear the chiyob? In other words, that's why, in other words, I own, okay, I'll just say one more time. Okay, oh, wow, we're going over time, so I have to speed up. I'll go a bit over time today. Um, in other words, one more time, one more to, just to be clear, I only have to leave pay from that which was cut if I've cleaned off the entire field. Because it's a tikkun for the fact I've cleaned up, cleaned up, cleaned up the entire field. However, in our case, in the Mishnah, since, yes, there was a, there was a chiyob to leave pay from that which was standing. But somebody else cleaned off the entire field. I don't have to leave pay anymore. Game over. That's that's the that's the story. Okay. However, it says hey, so we say as follows. Pamim. Sometimes you have to Sometimes, however, you do mafresh from that which is already that your cut for that which is already stand still standing. How do you have that? So Let's say you finished the the the, 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 the field and you left a corner and you said that is payah. You left the one sixtieth. However, as soon as you cut sar, she bullet with shona, you cut a little bit of that section left of payah for yourself. Then we say already that moment, chazra, you're over on the Israel, let's say, the way we've explained it. And chazra payah omarim. Now the chiyub let rest in the omarim. And therefore, and and you've got to, now you have to mafrish from that which is already harvested. But what's in afgamina? The, the Rosh Zerilio says, what happens if suddenly a fire now burns the rest of the payah left in the field? You still have to remove the 60th from the Omari. Because as soon as you start cutting a bit of the pay you left, already now the Chiyov is now switched to the Omari, that, um, that which you already harvested. 
Even if you left more, you said you left more than a 60th, you left a 40th of the field and said, I'm going to leave payah from here. Given you cut a little bit from the section you said you're going to leave as payah, already the heel switches from the standing weight back onto the, what, what you already cut. And then you leave, you leave, you'd separate payah from that which you already have. So, okay, that's the next case. Okay. Now we ask a beautiful question. So this is a case. What happened? We mentioned before that if I have half a field and I sell, sell it on to somebody else, he, the purchaser has to leave payout. Now, can the seller himself, who is an ani, go take the payout? Here's the question. At the time, payout is left. He doesn't own the field. But he, in the beginning, the, the, the mocher, he did the first cutting. So he generated the chiyuv of payout. Here's the question. So therefore, at now that it's being left, it doesn't matter that the field didn't belong to me. I sold it halfway through the process. Can I take payout from the field? Can I, can I, can I, can I be one of those onions that take the payout? Okay. So he says as follows. Nishminahada, one from this case. Now, this case is the Mishnah later on. The Mishnah says that someone who's makabal sadeo, a sharecropper, it says he's not allowed to take from payout. However, he says that is manshi But if he says, that, he says, if it says, this is a Mishnah later on, and this is um, in the fifth parak. A third of what you cut is going to be yours. Then it would be asur. So what's the difference between the two cases where he can and can't take? I don't understand the last one. He says, That's when he can take it. So we say, So we say, that if he has a share in the field, the sharecropper, in other words, you get a third of whatever's harvested, then since he has a chelik in the field, it's like the field's his field, he can't have a, he can't, um, he can't, uh, he can't have a, what's it called? He, he can't take leka per However, if the agreement is, none of the field belongs to you, you have no chelik at all. However, once everything's over, you can take a third. Since his chelik is only after the fact, then he has no chelik in the field at all, he can take leka shechach and payah. That's a distinction of Rabbi Yehuda. So therefore, right. So in other words, here, in other words, what are we trying to be Dorashia? Since the Balabite has no chilek in the in the second half of the field, maybe then he can be Zacher Omarim. So therefore, maybe he can have a share in the not Omarim, maybe he can take from the payah, just like the just like the sharecropper who had no chilek in the sadeh itself, he can also take payah. So it says, Amr Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says as follows, no, you've got it wrong. In the case of the sharecropper who had no chelik in the field at all, um, until after, then you said it can take payah. However, here, the person, in this case, who generated the chilv of payah? It was the first owner, the mocher. Since he generated the chiyuv of payah, you can't say that he can now take part of payah. You can't say this is like the, it's not comparable to the case of a sharecropper. Again, the case of the sharecropper who he says he can take payah if he doesn't have a chelik at all in the field, that's because he never had a chelik in the field. However, in our case, you can't say because the boy has no chelik in the second half of the field, he can take payah. That's not true. He is the one that generated the chiyuv in payah. So how can you say he can take payah? So, so 
So, the, but it says that the, what makes more sense is ask the question by the lokeach. Halokeach mau shizakeh bepeah. Whatever the level the the lokeach. Shimateret et haomerim shamocher. Because all he's doing is that peah was already already the chil, if you like, of the original mocher. And what he is leaving the lokeach is really that which was the the mocher's obligation. So the question should be now: Can the lokeach take the peah? Because again, it's not his pair that he's leaving. He's leaving the pair that the, 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 who's the mocher generated the chiyuv. So he said that makes sense. A plug to the Rebbe, Rebbe Yehudanasi. That makes sense according to that plug to that machloket. What was that machloket, Rebbe Yehudanasi? If you recall, we said if someone buys tevel, we said can the purchaser keep maserani? We still don't in the first parak. Okay, we saw a machloket there. Can he keep the maserani? Because the chiyuv was generated by who? By the mocher, the, the, the mocher who had the tevel. And we said, can the coiner, can the purchaser now, can he keep the masani? We saw a machloket there. And we said, that makes sense according to, that, that, would, that would be the parallel in this case as well. In other words, there we said, because, in other words, because he is being, because he is the one being mafrish, person separating the masani, therefore he can't take it. That was one, that was one shita. The other shita says, no, the chiyu was generated by the other person, therefore he can't keep it. So it's an exact parallel case here. The lokeach didn't generate the chiyu, so maybe he can keep it. Or maybe because he's the one effectively doing the maser, if you like, of being mafrish or cordoning off the field and designating the payer, maybe therefore he can't take he can't take the payer. So that was the, since that machloket there seems to be a apply here as well. So let's continue. Next, Rabbi Pinchas Bayik. Well, uh, uh, Mr. Shem Baruch will finish in a few moments so you can make a share. Rabbi Pinchas Mahu. Now this is a really really interesting discussion. We really don't have time to go into more detail. But what's ksirat chutz la'aretz? There's such a strong uh, debate here. The, the, um, everyone brings a different explanation. For simplicity, we'll bring the parish of the Gra. But the Gra, the, the, the Reb Chaim here brings the Chazonish, he brings Kilis Yaakov. Everyone brings a parish, and Pnei Moshe brings a parish here. Everyone brings an explanation. So the Gra says, what if I'm doing Tzirah Lutzorah Chutzlaretz? I'm harvesting a field to sell it all to Chutzlaretz. Do I have to leave Peah or not? What's the parallel? Mashiach Heba Shalotamar, do we say it's Hekdesh is Pator? So Chutzarts is Pator. Just as Hekdesh, if a field of Hekdesh is Pator from Peah, and we know if you have a field in Australia, it's Pator from Peah. E, so why, the, therefore, we can draw a parallel. Ma Hekdesh Chayib, if I'm doing Ktsira for Tzorech Hekdesh, it's my field, but I'm cutting it for Tzorech Hekdesh, I still have to live Peah. We've learned that before. Af Chutzarts, so too, if I'm cutting to want to export the product, also I should be Chayib and leaving Peah. Isn't shouldn't be that shouldn't be that the parallel. So Echlach Shtani would bring a brighter otherwise. It says Isn't fascinating. Going to the conclusion of the Gra says the the Maskana is no. It only says Ktsir if you're harvesting for the Tzorach of Eretz Israel you have to leave because that's Tzirchem you have to leave Peah. But if I'm harvesting a field for pure exports, according to the way the Gra understands this sugya, I wouldn't have to leave Peah in this field. Fascinating case. Is that really a good parallel? I mean, say, meaning one is we're actually saying, what's the status of the field? Where is it? And say, if it's for hectish, it's not for a field of hectish. It's for uh, it's going to somebody who you know it makes it putter. The fact so, that and, it's and, and us. To, okay, to answer your question, just go. The parallel worked well because what we're trying to say is that if I'm harvesting from hectish, I'm chayev. For my own field, I'm chayyeh. So if I'm harvesting for chutzar to have a minute, was make the parallel also be chayyeh to live here. Okay? 
If it was a hectic field, it's pato. If it's chutzah arts field, it's pato. If I'm harvesting four hectares, I'm chayav. If I'm harvesting four chutzah, I should be chayav as well. So okay. then the maskan of the sugar is no, we bring a pasuk. It says, ktsirat sechem. It seems to be a special meal to you. If I'm harvesting only for Eretz Israel, would it be chayav to leave payah? If I'm harvesting for export, I wouldn't have to leave payah. That's maskan of the sugya. So it's just a pasuk in the end, apparently. Yeah, it's exactly katov. That's why, that's why the ground is the maskan of the sugya. Um, we will stop here, but I want to finish the parak because we're over time. But there's, um, there's so many other explanations. The Chazanish says, no, we're talking about a field that seems to bridge Eretz Israel and Kutzaretz. The, the, the Kilas Yaakov talks about, no, it's talking about in the first years of Kibusha Aretz, where we were on Chayv and Peir, and suddenly it oh. switched. There's so many other ways. That we're talking, I think, the, I think oh, whatever. It, it, there's so many different parishion. But anyway, that, I gave you the parish that Reb Chaim brings first, which is the parish of the ground. Okay, Mr. Shem, we'll, a few more lines in the parak, but uh, we're over time. So we'll, Mr. Shem will continue. All right, Kolto, take care. Shkoyach.